Good morning, I'm Allison Michaels with The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, December 26th. James is out, but I'll be here instead with the day's top headlines. Here's three stories that should be on your radar. Number one. Senator Lisa Murkowski, a key potential Republican swing vote, told an Anchorage TV station that she was disturbed by the Senate Majority Leader's statement last week that the verdict in President Trump's upcoming impeachment trial was already determined. Senator Mitch McConnell called the House's case for impeachment, quote, so darn weak and said there was zero chance Trump would be removed from office. The leader also promised total coordination with the White House and Trump's defense team. Murkowski told NBC affiliate KTUU that she believes there should be distance between the Senate, which will serve as the jury for Trump's impeachment trial, and the White House. McConnell's comments, she said, have further confused the process. She added that, quote, to me, it means we have to take that step back from being hand in glove with the defense. The senior senator told KTUU that she felt House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had rushed impeachment so it could be wrapped up before Christmas. The House, Murkowski said, mishandled the process when two key witnesses followed White House direction and refused to testify. Acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney ignored a subpoena, and former National Security Advisor John Bolton indicated he would fight a subpoena in court. Murkowski says the House should have taken the issue to the courts. Instead, Representative Adam Schiff opted to move forward with a vote on articles of impeachment. Waiting on the courts would delay a trial, which Schiff said was unacceptable due to the time-sensitive nature of the accusations against Trump, including that he'd encouraged foreign interference in the upcoming 2020 election. Although the House voted December 18th on two impeachment articles for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, Pelosi has yet to formally send them to the Senate for a trial. First, Pelosi said she wants to know, quote, what sort of trial the Senate will conduct. In a letter to colleagues Monday, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer argued that documents withheld by the White House during the House impeachment process should be subpoenaed as part of the Senate trial. McConnell called the holdup absurd. Trump has lashed out at Pelosi over the delay and called the trial an impeachment scam. Those sharp critiques are in stark contrast to the president's Christmas morning video message with First Lady Melania Trump, in which he called for unity and respect. Number two. When the young labor activist and blogger helped street cleaners in southern China campaign for better wages by organizing demonstrations and publicizing their case online in 2014, he succeeded in winning them improved conditions. When that same activist tried again this month acting for a different set of laborers, he did not. Chinese authorities seized the prominent activist last week and punished him with a jail stint of at least two weeks for provoking quarrels and stirring troubles. The case of the U.S. educated blogger and activist who ran a microblog called Heart Sanitation illustrates how a brand of nonviolent labor activism was once tolerated by Chinese authorities but is now off limits in a country facing stiff economic headwinds and deepening political insecurity. His penalty was relatively light by Chinese standards, but he's probably the 140th worker activist or student to be arrested or detained in the past 18 months. That's according to data kept by the China Labor Crackdown Concern Group, a coalition of Chinese and foreign activists and academics. The labor crackdown amounts to one of the largest campaigns to suppress civil society groups in China under Xi. The Chinese leader has spoken this year about the risks facing the ruling Communist Party as it navigates rising unemployment and the most difficult economic conditions in decades. In the past year, authorities have severely punished students from elite universities for trying to organize electronics workers. 
They have also sent in several nonprofit workers and bloggers for advocating for ailing construction workers. China's government has not commented on the labor crackdown, and police declined to answer questions. Meanwhile, a larger national conversation about social inequality and economic uncertainty has roiled Chinese society. Labor advocates say pressures on the working class in China's south and the prospect of mass mobilized protesters worry authorities most. Sanitation workers and street cleaners have held 15 strikes this year. That's up from 11 the previous year. This blogger and activist's arrests this month, his supporters say, would have been difficult to imagine in 2011 when he first became involved in the sanitation workers' cause. Number three, the number of children ingesting rare earth magnets, these powerful tiny balls that are a popular desk toy and can shred a child's intestines, has skyrocketed in the three years since courts blocked the efforts of federal regulators to force changes to the industry. That industry largely holds the power to regulate itself. The nation's poison control centers are on track to record six times more magnet ingestions, totaling nearly 1,600 cases this year than in 2016, when a federal court first sided with the industry to lift the Consumer Product Safety Commission's four-year ban on the product. Medical researchers say the only explanation for the spike is the return of these unusually strong magnets to the market after the court ruling. Now, with the CPSC largely sidelined, magnet industry officials have launched a new effort to prevent product injuries and deaths through voluntary safety standards. Used for thousands of consumer products, these voluntary standards are supposed to reflect a balance between business and safety interests. But during the creation of voluntary standards for magnets, the priorities of safety groups and regulators have been drowned out by the desires of manufacturers, who often decide which safety options are considered and hold an advantage in voting on which rules will take effect. Problems with voluntary safety standards extend beyond magnets, critics say, to other children's products, including infant-inclined sleepers, crib bumpers, and furniture at risk of toppling over. In many cases, the CPSC can't act until the voluntary standards have proved inadequate. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, December 26th. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. If you want to get more news about impeachment, you can now subscribe to a new podcast feed from The Washington Post. All of our audio updates on impeachment in one place, including the latest from The Daily 202's Big Idea, Can He Do That?, and Post Reports, updated whenever news happens. Subscribe at WashingtonPost.com slash podcasts.